Okay, so we've had a lot of people wondering about how we met and what our story is a little bit. And we've shared some bits and pieces of it through all of our different podcasts. But we thought today we'd just show you a view from the beginning and sprinkle it with some of the ups and downs and things that brought us to where we are now. Welcome to Disrupt the Pattern. We're Nathan and Sarah Coffin, and our mission is to revive marriages and families to create a new wave of authentic Christ-driven homes. So when we met, I was actually in Omaha, Nebraska. I was going to college there for nursing, and my school had kind of a traveling public relations singing group that I was in. So we came to Iowa and sang at his church. We did youth group night together because he worked with the youth group. We had Super Bowl party the next day. Like it was a lot of time that we spent kind of getting to know each other a little bit and seeing each other. And it's kind of cool because originally I planned to go to college where my brother was at, but he passed away. And so I ended up choosing a different college. And if I hadn't, we never would have met at all. But I got to the youth group night and he was there shooting ball and doing his, you know, sporty athletic thing, which I kind of liked. And I remember thinking that night and I actually said it to my roommate, my college roommate was also in the singing group with me. And I said, you know, it would be really cool if he was impressed enough that he would want to keep in touch after we leave tomorrow or would want to, you know, continue the conversation. And I was hoping that would happen. So I'll let you start. Okay. So I had been out of school for a while, you know, and I, I was just working. And like she said, I helped with the youth group at my church and I had been doing that for quite a while. And so that's just kind of where I was. I just remember we played this dumb game where it was like, floor hockey with a ball and toilet brushes or something mm -hmm. like that. I don't remember, but we just kind of joked a little during that. And I just liked her personality and everything. So I did want to keep in touch. And so I was going to ask for her email, but then when they were leaving, it was like all of them were lined up together. And I was like, well, that's weird. I don't want to like go ask for hers and not anybody else's and hurt their feelings or anything. And so I ended up getting it from my pastor later. Yeah. And that didn't go smooth either because <laughs> he got it wrong, but. He wrote some other. He left out like something, something in it. Like yeah. maybe the number five or something. Yeah. So I didn't get his first email. I was a little bit put out because I didn't think he wanted it because I left there. He didn't ask for it. The pastor and I got along really well and exchanged emails, which is a little bit odd, but <laughs> I find out later and you didn't say it, you found out that he got my email. So then yeah. you were just going to use that. But I was like, he didn't ask for it, but eventually I got an email from him to the correct email address. So we started writing and this is how long ago? That was like 2004 two something like that. so back then it was like mails we started writing emails back and forth and then msn messenger Woo! we were big time right yeah. you go to your computer and like hope that they were on if any of you know what that's about it's just it's crazy to think about now right but it was amazing at that right? point like... and then finally calls you know phone calls and he did come to omaha because he had a good friend there. And so when he went to visit his friend, we got to hang out and kind of have our first 
date, which we won't go into detail just to save some time, but it was really fun. And we started dating and we dated long distance for about three and a half years before we got married. That's a long time. Yes. But we did find out our personalities are different and we'll do another episode. Yeah, that. we'll do another episode on these because it's super, super important and it's very eye-opening. But it took me a long time to realize the power and the bling of having different personalities and how it can complement each other. Even like dating in in our marriage, I've kind of been a troublemaker a little bit. So <laughs> I'll let you I'm know. Sure, I'm sure I've caused my share of that too. But so, yeah, like you said, we dated for a long time, long distance. So how does that affect in a relationship? I mean, it's definitely different when you're not around each other all the time. And, you know, the old saying is absence makes the heart grow fonder. And in some ways that's true, but it also makes it really difficult to know what life together is going to be like, right? Like what are the habits that are going to drive me crazy? And what are, you know, all those things that you don't know when you're not with someone all the time. And if we'd been close, be our premarital counseling and all of that leading up to the wedding would have looked a lot different. It was just all more difficult that way, I think. Mm -hmm. We got married and the first position that I got in my nursing career was a three to 11 shift. So we worked opposite shifts we mentioned that in a previous episode, but I mean, basically we were living separately, but still finally together, right? Not no longer long distance, but we were still so separate. So I did switch to day shift for maybe a year until our first child and then back to three to 11 so that we didn't have to do daycare because I could watch during the day. He watched in the evenings and, you know, and it worked, but seven years of working shifts together, three kids later and all the in-between put a big strain on our marriage, as we've mentioned in other episodes as well. So you really get used to doing life independently and kind of stop needing one another at all. And I didn't really know anyone in the area. So my friendships were kind of inherited from his buddy's wife, or I did make work friends, but it was hard because before I came, he used to do all this stuff. Like all of his friends were here and they'd play volleyball and they'd do this and they'd do that. And then I came and people got married and moved and switched jobs and moved. And so it's like all of that went away and it was a change. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It just was bad timing, I guess, that everybody left when you came. But so early in our marriage and we didn't have kids, I would still kind of just do my thing and spend time with the guys and play basketball and all that stuff. And it didn't matter because she was at work, but then the kids came and that changes things a lot. And so we were trying to raise them the same, but we were obviously different people and did things differently. So trying to make that work when we weren't there to talk about any of it, there were lots of text messages and quick calls from one of us at work or in between as we would drive and wave at each other on the way to and from work. So looking back, I'm sure it did not help us stay close or to even maintain where we were when we got married because we went from talking on the phone every night for like an hour or some, or even more and sharing all about what was going on in our lives because we were long distance. And now we were together, but not any closer than we were then. Yep. And I was a busybody coming off of busy college and work life and like constantly on the go. But Nathan, who is a little older, like he was used to work and chill. And so I would get super frustrated and it was like, fine, I'll leave you a to-do list, right? Because 
then you'll figure out what needs to be done or some things that you can do. And it kind of started that tension too, because I felt like I was the only one caring or doing things or noticing stuff around the house. Right. So I'm sure that he just loved those to do notes and lists and the way that I kind of treated that stuff. But in the same way, when we had kids, I felt like he got to be the fun one and I stayed too busy doing and not being, which is my own fault. I know, but I felt like had to be done because there was all the stuff that needs to be done. And they would say nap when the baby naps, but that never happened, <laughs> never happened. So I just kind of kept busy. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk a little bit about our upbringing and how we came to it. We had very similar upbringings in a lot of ways. Like we were rooted in faith, went to church all the time, whenever the doors were open and our parents cared enough to discipline us. But I was in Christian school and she went to public school. So our exposure to things and our standards were different. I mean, not drastically, but they were different. And I lean more to like the strict do's and don'ts of religion and Sarah's more of the wild child a little bit maybe yep and it's true <laughs> and I I totally admit to that but with that in mind and the fact that I went from a fun college life in Omaha where there was always something to do and good friends of mine to do it with I feel like over time I have lost a spark and I didn't hold it against him for you brought me here and I don't have anybody, but it just was such a difference. And I kind of lost some friendships that I had and I didn't know how to build those working three to 11 shift, of course. So that and motherhood and late nights with little sleep war over time. And I couldn't really explain that to him. And I know that we had some conversations, but it was just really hard to explain the difference of me as a woman needing those women relationships and guys like they kind of need each other. They kind of don't, but with separate work life, we really shared, shared very little, like shared experiences, shared memories of our day, like different things going on. I mean, we took vacations and things together, but we were just kind of in the work, eat, sleep, repeat, and had very little heart connection going on. Yeah. And we just went through some dark years of that period that we talked about and we raised the kids and we did our thing and that was it. And it all kind of climaxed to a point where things were looking really bad for us. And we even had conversations on whether it was over what we were going to do. So we did seek counseling with some, some godly people and it got better and then it got worse and then better again. And we were in that like whole yo-yo thing for a while. And really through that period of time, there was an awakening of, of what we already had right in front of us that we don't, didn't realize at the time or whatever. And circumstances changed a little bit and jobs changed and really God just moved in a big way and worked a miracle. I mean, that's really what it came down to. Yeah. Because we were at the end, we were really at the end. And I always say like only by his grace, because that was all that was left was For him sure. wanting us to be together and putting us together divinely because of me going to that college when I really shouldn't have being in that singing group when normally they don't have friend audition for the next year. So it was just kind of interesting, you know, like obviously he wanted us together, but there's like a ton more that can be said about our story and in that story, but it all comes down to us knowing that marriage is a struggle sometimes. And you're two different people with different everything and making it work is so hard. And we are doing this and disrupt the pattern is 
around because we know that conversations and being raw and authentic with each other probably could have helped things from getting as bad as they did. We just kind of bottle it up, right? You sweep it under the rug, you put it away, you don't talk about it. But we want to share hope and offer some insight for others who may be going through or even will go through tough times in their marriages because it's it's definitely inevitable. Yep. Yep, for sure. We had faith and we had each other. We had jobs, a family, a beautiful house, you know, all the stuff, but we needed to share it together instead of just having it. Like we needed it to be ours together. And maybe that's true for you as well. Maybe you need to start digging in together, you know, share together, change your schedules or jobs or whatever, so that you have more time together to, to live that together. Yeah. And so that's just a little bit of our story. We'll be adding to it daily, like in our own lives, because it's not ever a happily ever after. It's really just learning to keep working at things in a just as needed and continuing to put more time into your marriage and less into your jobs. And, you know, like the kids are great, but if it only becomes about them, then your marriage suffers too. But I would say just try to look for the good in each other and how how he or she compliments you and finding gratitude each day for each other and something that they do or they are will help a ton. So we share more perspective in our weekly emails. So if you want to subscribe, there is a link in the description below. And if you want to just write to share something about what's going on and we can pray over it, or you just want to kind of share your story, our email is there as well. So thanks for listening. And of course, stay authentic and disrupt those patterns. See you next time.